So what do you want for lunch? Uh, not pizza, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> not pizza. That narrows it down. Wow. <laughs> Any particular? I, I mean, I'm on with that because we had pizza for dinner last night. Yeah. But, oh, you too? Uh, we had it Saturday. Well, actually, we had a stromboli on Saturday. Huh. Well, that's Close different. Enough. Huh? That's different. It's totally it's different. Totally different. <laughs> totally different. Totally different. Oh, God. Easy Sorry. there. Easy Sorry. with the tea. Easy with the tea. Uh, we have tea. You can have tea I, with lunch. This is, that's what I need, more caffeine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me too. Can't you tell? No, I can't. I thought you didn't have caffeine. I didn't. Oh. This is just how I am, apparently, today. I see. <laughs> I don't need the caffeine. I do. Very yes, you much. <laughs> <laughs> well, can't help no. it. What can I say? That's my speed. Well, it's not mine. <laughs> my speed is slower. I'm slow. I'm slower. That's than, Glenn's than slow. That's that's my speed. And that's our show. <laughs> that's our show. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to another episode, or the second half of an episode of That's Our Show. I am Glenn. And I'm Jim, and if you had joined us last episode, we talked rather at length about our experiences with home video games from many different eras. And and arcade video games. Yes, including arcade video games as well. (laughs) And this is a continuation of that episode, since it was running long and we're trying to do these a little bit shorter. So enjoy more babbling this episode of video games yes so we were last talking a little bit about our various nes games that we had and we were reaching the mid 80s last time (laughs) uh late probably late 80s at this point there were a couple other games i had i didn't get to mention last time one was it was a konami another konami game it was based on there was a revive tv revival of the show mission impossible in the late 80s i don't dun, know if you remember dun, 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 yeah dun, dun, yeah i do remember he remembers the theme song yeah. uh <laughs> so there was a nes game based on that it was a mm-hmm. top-down sort of action adventure type of a game i guess oh my god was there an 8-bit version of the theme there was <laughs> Yes. So you it was one of those games where you had to choose from the different members of the team, each of which had different skills and abilities. Okay. And you would go through different levels to solve puzzles, fight enemies, and get clues, and eventually clear the stage to be able to advance. Mm-hmm. So, okay. Well, the, James Bond, Goldeneye. Mm-hmm. Which console was that? Because I have a real memory of my my roommate getting like a dig was that snes um, i don't think that was that NES. Might, i seem re- i don't know the answer for sure but i seem to recall that that game came out after the movie came out the movie came out in 1995 yeah. i don't think the game came out till towards the end of the 90s but i'm given to understand it was a pretty popular game it was hugely popular my my roommate loved that game i'm gonna say it might have been playstation or something from that era uh, that's possible 
Might have, also I, I was always convincing him to buy new consoles. <laughs> Man, you're quite the pusher. <laughs> Nintendo 64. Okay. Yeah, so that generation of consoles yeah. with the PlayStation, the first Yeah, I mean, you know, it's funny. All of this stuff, I was talking so much about the NES last time, but I really feel like I have NES, SNES, and Nintendo 64 kind of just got conflated <laughs> in my head. And, like, all of these different games. They all blur together? They all do blur together because I, I know, like, obviously he had the Nintendo 64 because I remember the, the James Bond game. And I'm sure we got, like, other football games for that. And and all, all the sports games I was talking about last episode were probably on more advanced consoles. Okay. Well, Tecmo Bowl, for instance, I think that had was, many yeah. different iterations of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And, and we did get, I think, all of the... Because I think that kind of predated the Madden football games that, that took think over right. everything. Yeah. So it was always a different Tecmo Bowl, and we were always buying those and doing the play-by-plays for those. <laughs> Which I still am amused by. Yeah. And there was another uh, game from the NES that we had that was a little bit unusual. It was mm-hmm. sort of like a video board game, but with like guessing, it was almost kind of a combination of Trivial Pursuit and Pictionary. Oh, yeah. It was, it was I've been anticipating you yeah. calling. I've been anticipating you talking about this. You game. have, have you? Well, it was called Anticipation. because <laughs> well, it was on the list. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have never heard of this game. We had it, yeah. I remember there were even commercials for it at the time. Nintendo introduces Anticipation. It brings the board game into the video age. Games and sets each sold separately. Anticipation. Now you're playing with power. Word power. Yeah, it was kind of an interesting game. Like I said, it was sort of a video board game kind of a thing. Uh-huh. And you could it was probably one of the few NES games that there was a way you could play it with four up to four players. Mm-hmm. I'm looking through a playthrough of this now. Okay, yeah, it looks like uh, somewhere between Trivial Pursuit and Simon from the, uh, from the, the, gr- the graphics. Board, yeah, because yeah. it, it was a circular board, or at least the first board was mm-hmm. a circular board that had different colored squares on it. But the different colored squares represented different categories of what kind of picture mm-hmm. you were trying to guess. So it's it's like a connect the dots picture, and you're supposed to guess what it is as it's being drawn. Is it? Well, as it starts, yeah, as it starts out in the earlier levels, they give you a category and they show the dots. That okay. The, you didn't actually draw anything. The computer did all the drawing, but right. it would draw out the picture, and you'd have to be the first one to buzz in and try to enter in the <laughs> letters of what it was supposed to represent. Yep, I'm but watching the, it now, yeah. in the later levels, it got harder because you didn't get the dots, and eventually you didn't even get the category. Oh, wow. <laughs> Some of these drawings look really bad. <laughs> yeah. What the heck is that? <laughs> Sorry. I'm watching this playthrough, and there's like an arrow with a little line through it. <laughs> In the category science. Yeah, there was a science category. One of the categories, Weird. oddly enough, was all about weapons of various kinds. Well, that like, looked like a weapon. But, like oh, cannons and, and, and swords. The board, the, and the board shape changed. It's square. Uh, yeah, as you progress, you had to, you started out on one level, you had to guess, make a correct guess of all the different categories to collect all the colors. Uh-huh. Once you did that, then you could advance up to the next board, which was a different shape. This looks like at the time it must have been a really fun game. It was kind of fun. I mean, it would be like a good party game mm-hmm. to play, I think. But it was like a little this... bit different for your typical Nintendo game. Oh, apparently they have astrology signs in science. Oh, uh, yeah. That's I think probably that was one of the categories. Because oh, they just geez. did cancer. 
<laughs> yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. Yeah, so it kind of a fun party video board game. Oh, and there's a, there's a pentagonal-shaped board? Yep. There, and if you get later that. enough in the stages, some of the boards have gaps in them. So if you landed on a gap, you'd fall down to the level before it. Ooh. Yeah. Tricky, tricky. Penalty. This looks like it's ripe for a remake. And they, the, some of the squares, it was, I think, the generic gray square you landed on, your mm-hmm. token would float up in the air and just spin around the board until you press a button to stop it. Nice. That looked like a good game. It was interesting. It was kind of unique. But, um, not, but not really unique? Just well, I mean, sort of similarity to Trivial Pursuit, so I guess it, not it entirely had, unique. It had some similarities. Similar it, sort of, it was sort of a mix of different games. Trivial that Pursuit were meets, meets Pictionary. Time. Yeah, that, that would yeah. be the way I'd describe it. So, yeah, these home consoles kind of evolved and have evolved. But I feel like there was a time they were evolving, and then they just kind of fell out of fashion. And there were a lot of PC games were getting popular. Yeah, so... Before the consoles came back. You know, when the uh, the Xbox and the PlayStation, you know, those first iterations of those came out, that's when they took back over from PC. So I feel. Am I wrong? I might be wrong. Well, let's see. So we're talking about the 8-bit era of home consoles. So that's your NES, yeah. that's your Sega Master System was the, I guess, main competitor to that. And then you had your... PC games of that time, which were... Yeah, they're pretty rudimentary. Still pretty basic. I remember... I don't remember a whole Mind lot sweep. of PC Mind games. Sweeper. <laughs> yeah, you had... So well, that, that was a little bit stuff. later on. Um, you had... I, I had a game that was, I think, on a 286 machine that I had at one time. Mm. Chopper Commando. Okay. Or maybe it was Chopper Commando 2. <laughs> and the sprites did not look much better than what you were showing me on the um, Odyssey. Right. Or they're probably almost like not much better than 2600, Atari 2600 mm. quality as but far as, as the graphics. But as these, you know, as we went through the 8-bit, 16-bit, was there a 32-bit? Well, that would, I think, be your PlayStation, your... But Ninten- did Nintendo 64... Nintendo 64, yeah. That's not 64-bit? I assumed. I'm not so sure about that, but <laughs> Nintendo 64 was the was that a competitor, competitor to okay. the first PlayStation, right? And that was a generation of consoles that was after the 16-bit ones, like the Super Nintendo and the Genesis or Mega Drive, depending on what part of the world you're listening. Okay, see, that's an era that I'm just completely unfamiliar with. I think I mostly skipped over that myself because after I had the NES, uh, we didn't get an upgrade. I just and, and that's when I feel that. like I, I at least was turning to the PC at that point. Yeah. And, and was that a general trend or was I just bucking the trend? I think PC games of that time period were a little different. They were, I, I don't think graphically speaking, they were able to compete with the 16 bit consoles as far as graphics uh-huh. and sound goes. Cause think about it from, a PC of that era, you were lucky if you maybe even had this. You maybe had the speaker built into the tower, but it really couldn't do much more than beep and. But play then, when, when was notes. like uh, like Wolfenstein 3D? Was that not out in that era? Already? All right, so that was. I want to say that came out around 1993. Mm-hmm. So that was probably the point at which the PC games really started to take off. 92. Of, yeah, okay. that, that's when I feel like yeah. the PC games were, at least for me, more of what you did than the consoles. Okay. Yeah. But I, again, that could very well be just me because I, I never really went back to the consoles that much. I feel like there were some games that probably were on multiple ports. There was a PC version and there was a console-based True. version at sure. the time. But I also think that probably some of the PC-based games were more... I'll describe them maybe as more 
puzzle oriented or thinking oriented compared okay. to the more action and less, lots of fast action and an adventure and stuff on say a console type of a base game. It was sort of well, maybe I'll get to my big PC game where that that kind of goes against that. But go okay, ahead. Okay, <laughs> but I'm thinking most of the PC games that kind of started to take off like uh were more of a thinking person's type of a game compared to say a Nintendo or a Sega Genesis type of a game. Fair enough. But the exception that proves the rule would be what? Doom. Doom, yes. <laughs> Doom is a game that when that came out, like I got the, you know, the shareware version where you had like, you know, the two levels for free basically. Okay. And I got obsessed with that game. Yeah. That, that is probably one of the few, if not only, PC game that I ever actually bought the full version of it because I love that game so much. That was insanely popular, I remember. I didn't really yeah. play it very much, but I know it was extremely popular. And, and, and that... When that came out, what was amazing with that was, first of all, it was the first game that really felt like you were truly moving through a 3D space. Because Mm -hmm. with Wolfenstein 3D, uh, yes, it was 3D, but you could only move like you were on one two-dimensional plane of three dimensions. Does that make any sense? You couldn't move up or down. Okay. You could only move left, right, forward, back. Okay, I gotcha. Whereas with Doom, you could go up and down stairs. Yeah. And right. that was huge. They were the were they the same? Um, yeah, they were maker? both ID software. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, or or uh, Wolfenstein 3D might have been a predecessor of them. Okay. I don't know if it's, it's ID or id. It's I remembered ID. people seeing people uh, playing Wolfenstein and then seeing Doom later and thinking, "Well, this is almost the same game." Yeah, it, it kind of was very very similar, except that you could go up and down. Yeah, they're both id software. Okay. So where does uh, Duke Nukem fit into this? Come get some. Duke Nukem, I think, actually is closer to a port of Wolfenstein 3D. I don't think you could go up and down in Duke Nukem either. Okay. Was that the same company or is it a competitor? I don't know. Because that was, in college, that was a, I think it was that game, was a pretty popular multiplayer game. Like once we were all in the dorm and had, you know, an ether, fast ethernet network, a lot of people were playing that online together. That was Apogee software. Okay. I remember maybe the first time I tried to play it with a group of other players, I remember like hiding out in a corner or something. And then somebody came up and I ambushed him. <laughs> he got all pissed at me. Nice. <laughs> I didn't know what I was doing. Okay, so id Software developed Wolfenstein 3D, which was published by Apogee Software. Okay. So there's definitely some overlap there. So they're related. It, it, yeah, yeah, for sure. But with Doom, I, I, I was saying one of the things that was so groundbreaking to me with doom is it was there were i don't know if they released the source code or somebody hacked the source code or what it was mods but people were making mods for this and not only that but they were making things where you could make your own levels okay and god i loved that you did that a lot i created some awesome things now i ended up losing them so I, i i could not but i i was like doing things where i was like creating these like invisible floors that you had a trigger to walk across oh, which made it, made it look like true 3d because the the real trick where you could go up and down stairs you could never go above you couldn't go straight up mm-hmm. you couldn't like have a stairwell that put you to took you to another level and you couldn't like you couldn't cross that make any sense no like if you had a hallway going in one direction 
you could not go upstairs and then over and then back around and cross that same hallway. Oh, okay. You could never go above or below the exact same spot where you had been. I see. Okay. So, so it's not really true multi-level. Correct. You could just vary your altitude, but you couldn't yeah, so make you, like a so full you could, overlaid multi-layer. Yeah, you couldn't o- overlay on it. So you could do these little vi- visual tricks so it made it kind of look that way, but you could never actually go directly above where you were. I got it. So I made all these th- different 3D levels and stuff like that. One of the most amazing overlays of that game. There was like a Simpsons overlay. I, I heard about that, that, I, that one. I played. Yeah. But the best one was an alien overlay. Oh, well that... Because it was so perfectly suited. Yeah, I mean, Doom practically is playing a live yeah. uh, video game version of Aliens. Yeah, and to have that on there, and I just, check your corners. Yeah. And so that's <laughs> what I remember kept repeating, check your corners. Check those corners. Check those corners. Because they would have like these little audio bits that could do. There was a, a Star Wars version Okay. That I remember when he were, whenever you would try to open something that you were trying to look for, like a hidden door and trying to open a wall, you'd get Han Solo going, can't get out that way. <laughs> I just can remember it's so ingrained because I would play these things so much. And that was probably the point where voice acting in the game really started to take off. Yeah. I think. Well, it I think Duke, integral Duke Nukem definitely. Duke Nukem really, yeah. really was known for that. Like, yeah. who wants some and yeah. come get some. And, come uh, get some. I mean, although honestly... It's funny when I saw people playing that game and then maybe a year or so after around maybe it was around the same time mm-hmm. saw the Evil Dead movies. I'm like, oh, yeah, they're totally ripping off Ash here. Come <laughs> Absolutely. on. But so the Doom just groovy. Got, I mean, come on. <laughs> the Doom got amazingly popular and I played it so much. I can re- I, I have this vivid memory of I, I didn't have a chair for some reason. Or I, I, whatever I had, I was sitting at the computer You're in college. Nobody has a chair. Come on. I was sitting, in, I don't know. This may have been after college. Uh, I don't even remember, but well, I was, really I, I was sitting and I didn't have a chair and it was, I was sitting on an, uh, it was a CD like shelving thing. Okay. <laughs> and I had it turned on its side because it, turning on its side, it was about chairs height. Okay. So I'm sitting on that playing doom and I always played with the keyboard. Oh, that gets it. Yeah, yeah. I, I I really knew the keyboard controls of it. Yeah, and a monster jumped out, startled me, and so I kind of jumped a little bit. Totally broke that CT thing, <laughs> fell on my ass on the floor. Yeah. Oh man, I was so into Doom, and I found that to me that's still really playable. It was a great game. Uh, yeah, I've, I think a lot of people have still still continue to enjoy it. I, and they, like I said, they I even never really came out with it. they they came out with a version not that long ago and i don't even remember what it's called at this point but they're still they like kind of rebooted the whole thing yeah and then of course there was that fantastic movie too oh (laughs) i'd forgotten about that till you sent me the link to the trailer yes at a distant research facility the final 10 percent of the human genome has just been discovered And with it, all hell has broken loose. Now, a call for help has gone out. Game time. Listen up, man. We're going in hot. If it breathes, kill it. There's something coming up behind you. It's in the sewer! What is that? We gotta go now. Evacuate! Evacuate! Come on! 
sir. You okay? Wasn't there also one called Quake? Quake came out, so that was kind of the first follow-up to Doom. Okay. That was true 3D, I believe. I, I think you could go over where you were. I, I did play that some, and I believe I bought that game because I love Doom so much. I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, I need to get the next thing. But it never quite clicked as well. I don't think the story was as good. You know, Doom had a story of where, you know, people had gone to Mars and something happened. And yeah, these were yeah. mutants and all of that. Quake, I don't remember the story at all. I couldn't it, it tell was, you. It was a decent game, but it never caught on as much as Doom. Right. So they kept releasing more and more Dooms. And then they released Quake, and there were a few follow-ups to that. And then it kind of fell away until they tried to, you know, six, tried to. They successfully rebooted Doom. Mm-hmm. Not that long ago, I think. Hmm. So I mostly skipped over the 16-bit console era until the one year in college when in our apartment we had a super, like a leftover Super Nintendo that one of mm-hmm. my roommates had brought some of his games along. So that's when I, you know, of course, played Super Mario World. There was an NHL game. You know, this is we're we're now into the era of annual releases of officially licensed professional sports games like NHL 96 or whatever. Yes. I remember the NHL games where we played them. I cannot recall, though, whether it was on a console or a PC. Mm-hmm. This is in the Super Nintendo. I... Honestly, don't really remember too many. Uh, oh, yeah, that's right. Super Castlevania Four. That was one of the other ones that we had. Okay. So yeah, the Castlevania series I kind of discovered a lot later in life. I'll get back to that a little bit later on, but mm-hmm. so it was just a handful of those games I that I really played at that time, but. Computer games from that era, I kind of gravitated more towards, well, Minesweeper, obviously, everybody played that free sell, you know, stupid Windows pack-in games, those kinds of things. But it was throughout the 90s, I think I really gravitated towards the SimCity franchise. I did some of that, but I always felt like it was so time-consuming and you needed to do, you just needed, it was too time-consuming for me. But I did like those games. It could get that way, but you kind of either had to do it in stages or you sat and played it for a while maybe I think for a while they, they, I, that's available in mobile not not the Sims not the new one but I think I had a Sim City on my phone for a while that okay I was doing. yeah because I could just go and do that whenever I had some downtime I didn't really I've I have played it the original game a little bit here and there but it was the second one Sim City 2000, 2000 yep. that, that was, was the big one my big gateway into it with, with the whole what do they call that kind of a view? It's simulated 3D. Um, yeah. I'm blanking on the... Isomorphic? I guess. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, it was just the level of intricacy involved with it and mm-hmm. how your city looked as you were developing it looked pretty cool. I eventually eventually upgraded to SimCity 4, which was, mm-hmm. you know, I, I never played the third one really, but I went to 4 and that was even a, a nicer leap as far as the capabilities of the, the engine and just how everything looked on it and different aspects of what you could build and control. Have you done The Sims at all? I never really got into The Sims. Mm-hmm. I was more into the the civil engineering kind of Well, you could still stuff, you, you still do the building with those, but you also yeah. have like somebody that you're, you know, guiding through their life. Right. Yeah, and <laughs> which I, is I, just weird. I never really gravitated towards that. So the 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 latest iteration of that path of me playing those styles of games was this is not a SimCity game. It was 
I almost want to call it a knockoff, but mm-hmm. it's actually a very well done knockoff called Cities Skylines. Okay. Which came out 2015, I think. It's like SimCity on steroids. Hmm. I mean, as far as the level of intricacy with building your transportation systems, your roads, your zoning. Right. It's just, it's amazing. Hmm. If you're into that type of game, I highly I, I have liked it. those games, yeah. Yeah. But I mean, it's like I said, they, I find them all time consuming sometimes. Oh, they're absolutely time consuming. Yeah. yeah. But that's for PC types of games. That's, I think, was my favorite style or right. series, if you want to call it that. That's so weird that I, I like other than like you said, the ones that are like included with Windows and Doom is like kind of all I did other than uh, Internet based games, which we'll get to later. But I didn't do a whole lot of PC gaming, I think. Yeah, I mean, I did forget to mention, and they had them on NES, they had them on PC, were ports of game shows. Okay. <laughs> like Wheel of Fortune and Jeopardy and stuff like that, which I you know played that sometimes. Mm-hmm. I was a bit of a game show junkie when I was a kid, yeah. too. So Press your luck. Yeah. Well, I didn't have one for that. But. Big bucks. Big bucks. No whammies. <laughs> Stop. Stop. <laughs> I did help with doing some graphics for like a homebrew version of mm-hmm. that game, though, once. I know. <laughs> <laughs> but the listener didn't. They so did yeah, not. Now so. they know. Anyway. So, yeah, that was uh, later on as I got into more advanced PC systems and more advanced games. One of the ones that a coworker, former coworker, recommended to me, which was an interesting puzzle type of a game, was called World of Goo. World of Goo. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> it's set in this really kind of bizarre, cartoony universe, mm-hmm. and it involves multiple different levels where you're playing, you're manipulating these goo balls. And there's a whole story to it. It's kind of (laughs) twisted. But the crux of the game is that you're using the different types of goo balls to actually build structures. Okay, yeah, I'm looking at some some screenshots of it now. In each of the levels. Um, And and each level has a goal where you're trying to get the goo balls into this pipe. You have to get a minimum number in the pipe to pass Mm -hmm. the level and move on. I think I've done, like, similar games... Uh, on internet. Um, but yeah, it's it's all kind of really puzzle-based. You have to figure out the way to clear the level or what you have to build to be able to clear the level. Right. So pretty, pretty fascinating. Most recently, <laughs> I've gotten into more so emulations of like retro games from the earlier eras. What, what's your feeling on these like a, a fake retro games? I'm not really, I don't really care as much about the fake retro part. I just wanted to play the games. Yeah. So I. Some of these fake retro games are not bad. I'm not as interested in trying to simulate the retro feel so much. Mm-hmm. I just want to play the damn game. Yeah, well, that's fair. <laughs> that That's more what I care about. There have been a lot of releases through, uh, on multiple platforms. I know you can get them for all the consoles that are out now. I yeah. don't have any of the current consoles, by the way. I Dropped out of that race many generations yeah, ago. Yeah, we got I've the Wii. We did get the Wii when that came out. Okay. And that's that's the most recent one we have. Yeah. I only play whatever I can play on a PC. Mm-hmm. See, I, I know, through yeah, Steam. given that I have a kid, it, it's inevitable that we're going to end up with some sort of console and I'm going to be so bad at it. <laughs> and I'm going to be <laughs> yeah. like, wow, these games look so different than when I... But we actually have started him on the stuff that, you know, was out when I was his age. Yeah. So we're getting him like these... 
the, you know, the emulation consoles. Yes, yeah. I have found that a lot of the newer games have just become so sophisticated with all the different power-ups, tokens, special items. Well, and that's what's killing me on the mobile game. So I, I don't know. I, I know you were late to the smartphone game entirely, but, <laughs> you know, I have an iPhone and there are certain games that I have on there, but I feel like anytime I get a game on there, I play it for a while and then it gets to a point where it's like, okay, well, now you need to give us more money if you actually yeah. want to play this game. I dabbled with some of those games and it's, it's just one of those things where you play them up to a point, but if you get stuck, then you have to either wait or pay money. And yeah. I never bothered and with paying. Sometimes anything. that's okay because like, I'm not sitting and playing stuff for so long that I'm like, ah, oh, now I got to wait. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't mind. Like I'll just play to a point. I'll be like, okay, well I'll just stop this game and I'll come back to it when whatever I was waiting for is ready. Yeah. But so many of them, it's like, you have to watch ads during them. Yeah. It's not like, and this has kind of been happening with software lately as well, where it's not you pay for it and then you own it. It's that either it's free and you have to pay for parts of it. Right. Or you pay for it and then you have to pay for additional parts of it. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it used to be you wanted Microsoft Word, you bought Microsoft Word. Now it's Word's 365 where you're paying an annual licensing fee. You can still buy Word. I did that. I know, but <laughs> I, I'm just using an example for yeah, that. Yeah, I know what you're talking um, about. Everything's and, and gone you know, like subscription the, Yeah, based. it's all yeah. with these games, and it's even this way with the consoles now where it's, it's this DLC, downloadable mm-hmm. content, that you have to pay extra. Yeah. And I'm fine if you want to be like, okay, you have to download if you want to have a fancy outfit for your character or whatever. If you want stuff that you don't need, I don't like the downloadable content that you need to play the game. City Skylines is kind of set up that way a little bit. There are a lot of DLCs with it. I mean, you can still just buy the vanilla version of the game and just play that. And Mm -hmm. it's fully functional. It does everything you want it to do. But some of the DLCs really add a lot of cool alternate features to the game that you sure. wouldn't otherwise get in the vanilla version, but you do have to pay extra for them. And, and it's a lot like that. Like the one, the um, trick is wait till they go on sale. Yeah. The, the one mobile game that I, that I kind of was into for a while, it's uh, called Disney Sorcerer's Arena. Yeah. I saw that. I saw the trailer of it and yeah. it looks like it's basically a battle Royale of exactly. any Disney you, character. You, get to, you, you know, you of. make a team of, uh, of five players that are various characters across the the disney IP. total mashup here yeah and then you battle another team which is fun and it's great and you don't have to pay anything for it you can build up quicker if you do pay but then the problem is now that the game's been out for a while a lot of your battles are with other players of this game mm-hmm. and if the when well, now those other players some of them have put money into this game a lot of money into this game. So you can't possibly beat these other players right. unless you're also putting money right. into it. That's where they so get that you. just gets frustrating after a while because I want more stuff that's independent of other people paying money. So I can't play it unless I'm paying money because these other people are right. I don't mind. Like I I've gone in there and like watched advertisements to get some stuff and you know, I, I won't lie. I put some money into it. Mm hmm. But I don't want to put keep putting more and more and more into this. Yeah, it's like and quarters gets me. in the arcade it all kind, over again. It kind of is, but it's a lot more than quarters well, after inflation. You know, like a dollar's <laughs> the minimum you're putting into this yeah. at a time, and that doesn't get you much, right? So that's my frustration with games now. It's like if I, I, I if I want a game, I want to just buy the whole dang game mm-hmm. and then do whatever I can in it. Yeah, I don't really. I haven't really gone into 
so much playing games that involve online multiplayer kind of stuff. I just usually play on my own, and mm, whatever I can play on my own my is preference. fine with me. I mean, some of the games I have played it might be more fun in multiplayer, but I just haven't bothered. Yeah. I don't play but like them this, all that this often. Sorcerer's Arena has it. like it's only a multiplayer component to the game. It's not all of it is multiplayer. Mm-hmm. Just some of it is. Yeah, can yeah. some of it can be. You can completely ignore that, I guess. But then, if you're not doing that, then you're not going to advance in the game either. Yeah. But so yeah. they get you. They actually that game got popular enough, I guess, that they have like a a card game home card game board game home version of it. Okay. That, you know, my son was also into that game, so we got that and I played it some. But the card game's way more complicated. And you obviously don't have, like, 100 characters to choose from in that. Right. Yeah, it's, it's a lot more limiting. So, yeah, I'm mostly sticking to emulations of mm-hmm. the, I'll call them more simplistic, yeah. I'll say the 8 yeah. and 16-bit era games. There are a lot of PC available now. There are a lot of pretty nice collections of retro games, like all bunch of games in a particular series. Yeah. Like Castlevania, for instance. Well, there's also a lot of these gray area emulators. The uh, MAME is a big one. Yeah, there's been a bunch of those. Yeah. These, the ones I'm talking about are legit. You can yeah. buy them and then you can play the games and you're, it's all licensed mm-hmm. and everything. So yeah, Ninja Turtles, there's been ones for those. Mega Man, we didn't really talk about Mega Man. That's a game that I've mm-hmm. played a little bit more recently. I didn't really play it. Wasn't there a originally. movie of that? I don't remember. Mega Man? There was know. a Mega Man movie. Sonic the Hedgehog, of course. There are movies Definitely of movies of that, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so they're out there. They're legit. You can play them. It's pretty much... They all have little features to try to simulate a retro experience, but I don't mm. really pay much attention to that. Yeah, see, that was the thing, because everything was on uh, CRTs back in the yeah, day. Like There was like a certain a blur to yeah. these 8-bit things that made them look a little different, whereas they, they look a lot blockier. kind of smoothed off the rough edges. Exactly. Yeah. They look much blockier now. Yeah. I don't mind it too much. Mm-hmm. I'd say overall they do a pretty good job. Yeah, I mean, it's certainly giving you the experience of the game, whether whether it looks exactly the same or not. Mm-hmm. And it's the same game in most cases. Mm-hmm. Maybe there are a couple minor tweaks or something that had to be made. Yeah, that's about where I'm at with it today. Just a occasional yeah. occasional leisure, leisurely gamer. Yeah, and I mean, I, I'll... I'll do stuff like I said. I'll get games on my phone and play them for a while till I get tired of them and then delete them. <laughs> for the most part, I I we did get the Wii. We got Wii. all the Rock Band stuff and played all. Yes, that on I the remember Wii. you had all that stuff. But I think we got rid of that before we moved, so we still have the Wii. Technically, some of the Lego games weren't bad on there. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, it's only a, the quality of the game, the quality of the look of the game is like, you know, Nintendo 64 era quality. It's not like the highest video quality of those games. Some On of the them Wii. are Yeah, I mean the the big thing with that was the motion controllers, which right, like yeah, I think was, everything has now. That was the What I'd really like to get, I'd like to get those the the, the VR immersive games. Okay. That's what I'd like to try. Cuz I, I feel like those would be myself. really fun. I haven't tried them, but I really I've done a little bit of the VR headset thing with my phone uh-huh. and looked at things but haven't really played any games on that. You know it's funny, like remember it was the early to mid 90s where that was starting to become like a fad or something like that. And then it kind of yeah. died off. Well, because the quality wasn't there. Right. It was and, so bad. And then finally it came back, you know, 20 something years later. Yeah, but it's it's gotten a bit more advanced now. And the motion controllers are a de rigueur for all of these things. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I am kind of looking forward to 
the age where I have to get the the console for my kid because he's going to be so insistent with it. And I'm not going to hold back on that and I'll play with him and I'm curious to see because I know these things look amazing and they're making tons of money on them. They're, I'm sure. They are, you know, the third arm now. At, mm-hmm. So that's where a lot of acting goes into, a lot yeah, of work, right. a lot of money. and It's a pretty big production. It really is, game yeah. Anymore. And yeah. it's amazing. A lot of them have really evolved to the level of kind of emulating a cinematic experience but yeah. an interactive I mean you look at experience. this have you seen like just the sports games on there just look like you're watching a freaking sports game it's almost amazing. yeah not even almost anymore they yeah. totally wow. do it just blows me away yeah it really does kind of astounding kids today they, they don't know how good they have it <laughs> back in my day it was like a stick figure and you liked it and that was, that's what it was and they're E-shaped yep, sprites. Your E-shaped sprites and your football that was just a square and you thought it looked great. Wow. We've we've reached the age where now we're sounding like fuddy-duddies, but we're uh, still talking about video games. Yeah, I know. It's so weird. <laughs> but, you know, that's where we are. That's reality. Yep. <laughs> I guess that about sums it up, would yeah, you say? I think so. We have now finished talking about video games and we'll be back next month or next couple of next weeks time, or depending whenever. on when we decided to air this meantime leave us a review tell your friends send us an email show at backstage.link that's right and until next time i'm glenn and i'm jim and that was our show You're saying about emulation consoles. Yeah, we, I, I said. Okay. <laughs> All right. I'm looking now. Doom, by the way, was rebooted in 2016. Was okay. the first reboot of that. Okay, I, I did some of that, but I always felt like that was... Excuse me. Just to be clear, that was a squeaky microphone stand. That's all. Um... Uh, uh, um, uh, so, uh, 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 so, uh, uh, um, uh, um, uh, um, uh, that, the, um, 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 uh, um, uh, um, you know, uh, um, uh, and, um, so, um, 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 I, um, uh, I'm, you know, um, uh, um, um, but so, uh, <laughs> oh, what's we, better? Nothing. We just keep getting these awkward silences. Oh, sorry. <laughs> you were okay. parting your eyes back and forth. I Cause wasn't sure you were reacting to. <laughs> and there it is.